identification. The service permission is advised. Sorry. Welcome back to the Dark Vault. I'm the delicious Nicolicious. You got to tell Rob. Yeah. And the Dark Vault is also what I call my assholes. Thank you guys for listening to my asshole. <laughs> Rob is uh, at his home. We're doing this via Discord with our friend from Tales from the Dark, Bob. Welcome in, Bob. How are you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm doing, man. How are you guys doing? <sighs> I can't complain. Yeah, we're, we're good now that we finally got your fucking audio working. Yeah. yeah, you would think the amount of like tech tips I've given Nick over the time I've known him, I'm not like I'm never the one that who has audio audio problems and just happened to fuck it all up this time. Yep. Well, that's what you get when you skimp out on equipment. You buy that uh, Behringer shit, all that really nasty podcasting equipment they're trying to sell on Craigslist and stuff. You pay the price, Bob. We have the exact same setup. I'm not here to debate. I'm not here to split hairs. I'm here to tell you that you're not putting forth 100% and you're going to get into it. You're going to get out of it what you put into it. Just like an oven. You put bread in it, you get bread out. That's, that's the way it works, Bob. That's right. I'm not, I'm not, not going to argue. That's fine. I'll accept okay. this. All right. Now, everyone seems to love when Bob from Tales from the Dark comes on the Brohio podcast for the Dark Vault. Uh, Bob has his own podcast for those of you that are uh, listening to him for the first time called Tales from the Dark with an a YouTube channel that goes along with it called Tales from the Dark. And he covers all kinds of things much along the same premise as us and sometimes a little bit weirder, but he gets really wrapped up in the Reddit and uh, TikTok theories and all the kinds of cool breaking breaking edge type stuff that we uh, that we don't do. So anytime we want to cover something cool, we got to call Bob and have him come on the show to tell us about it. And that's what we're doing tonight, Bob. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. I think the only thing that really sets us apart, um, A, I'm much younger and much better looking. Uh, and I, I go and debatable. Firsthand. <laughs> I mean, it's not debatable. It's, it's actual fact. We did a poll. You guys just weren't involved. You sat on a poll. Maybe you didn't do a fucking poll. Look, what Rob and I do when you're not around is not really your business. Yeah, believe me. I know what Rob's doing when I'm not around. I got a shit on fucking lock, so. Now, Bob, um, we also, um, on your show, you have a female co-host. I like to call yeah. Rob my girl, but uh, you have a real female co-host, mm-hmm. Brittany. Yes, I do. So she is uh, unfortunately not able to join us tonight, but she's the one who kind of helped me crack this uh, this particular mystery, and we dove into it together for about two and a half hours uh, on last Friday's episode. Okay, well, for those of you probably wondering, uh, first off, I'm going to start with the job description that Bob sent me. This is for the Dallas Seller Club, and I think that the immediately when Bob reached out to me about this or i reached out to him there was uh, this had a really uh strong epstein vibe to me it just really was uh a really strong epstein vibe so this job listing on jobsearcher.com is for a hostess slash server at the dallas seller club it says wine hostesses exciting part-time full-time opportunity for customer for positive customer service Oriented individuals for upscale private wine clubs slash lounge like to role play. Looking to further develop oh. your skills of seduction. Be a seller Ooh. doll. 
multiple franchises throughout the U.S., including Dallas, Texas. College students looking to supplement income during the school year and summer are welcome to apply. Must be open to learning about wine. No tipping allowed. Cash option available. No experience required. Entry level is okay. Training provided. Must be 18 years or older. Other than that, age is not a factor. So just so you fit the job description. There's a phone number with a recording that goes along with it, and we're going to get into that in just a few minutes. It says it's essential that you call to hear the full recording. This is a California area code, but this club is located in Dallas in the Turtle Creek neighborhood. You may also email us at Dallas Seller Club at USSellerClubs.com. Attention, Missy Adams, please do not call expecting to speak with us unless you've heard both recordings. Please do not hang up in the middle of either recording. You will save yourself a lot of trouble if you take the time to follow the instructions correctly. This is a fucking job posting right here. Um, after you, this is crazy. Yeah. After you hear the recording, you may call us or email us, same email address. Uh, please be sure to state in your uh, email that you have heard the full recording. Once again, to hear the recording, call 310-272-9110. And some of you big, bald motherfuckers listening to this podcast can call that if you want. You can call 24-7. Weekends or holidays are okay. The recording will answer all your questions. Please be prepared with pen and paper if we are unable to pick up. It's okay to be persistent. We hire regular regularly throughout the calendar year and you are always welcome to apply if you can't get through first time please keep trying make sure if your carrier is t-mobile or metro pcs you may have some difficulties getting through the recording because you're poor ass motherfucker and you can't afford a real phone service if this is the case (laughs) try call a recording from a non-t-mobile phone or just let us know and we'll provide a workaround so you can hear the recording there is lots of weird stuff in that job description bob oh oh yeah It, it when I came across the, the TikTok that I sent you, I'm like, all right, I'm going to look into this and see if it's, you know, cause my first thought of course, is it's an ARG or it's a meme. I mean, we ran down the Fatel stuff. We're not a stranger to uh, calling weird fucking phone numbers and seeing where it leads us. Um, I, I, then I go do some, some digging around on Reddit and going through the comments. And I noticed that this has been going on for the past 10 years. Okay. And it's, not, it's not just SoCal in Texas. It's Boston. I found some in Boston, found some in Georgia, some in Philly, um, and I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to keep, before we make a, an episode about this and really dive in, we're going to call these numbers. So I call, I listen to the entire thing and they have a management problem because they've changed managers. Cause, uh, the, the job posting you just read was relatively recent. And then there's a, a gentleman that's in charge now, apparently, um, we, we go through all these postings, we go through the comments and then we go through Reddit and someone's like, yeah, my girlfriend, you know, actually met up with this guy. It's absolutely Ooh. sex trafficking. Now, again, it's Reddit, so I believe nothing that's on Reddit apart from, you know, some of the punctuation might be correct on occasion. Well, <laughs> yeah, but, but uh, you know, Reddit's a really cool spot, though. I, I don't want to completely discredit it all together because, in, you know, it's more of just a – it is a forum, and it's uh, a popular forum. So you can't discredit everything you hear on Reddit, but I think there's certainly a, a grain of salt to be taken with everything that you do read on Reddit. No, absolutely. I mean, it's the, it's called the front page of the internet for a reason. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, like there are some good, uh, like the high strangeness subreddit. I love that one. That, that one's, you know, usually based in somewhat reality. Right. But we, we, we run down the Reddit and I find another job posting about the one in Georgia and this one messed up and listed an address. So I checked the address and it's of a home that sold three months after this listing. It's like a, a multi-million dollar mansion that sold in Georgia. That makes sense. Uh, like 90 days after 
this uh, this posting was up. And apparently these clubs change locations. They'll stay in the same city. So like Atlanta, for example, they'll stay in Atlanta, but it'll hop locations like very similar to like a speakeasy back in the day. Um, okay. And when we listen to the, the, the two recordings, cause they have a Facebook pro, uh, Facebook page that's like a hundred likes. And then, uh, you know, that they have a small, a shorter recording there than a 20 minute long recording that I went through on the podcast and it starts out relatively normal. And then it quickly, similar to the application devolves into something much more nefarious and dark. Well, can you play us what audio you do have of the, uh, Dallas seller club recordings? Yeah, absolutely. So this is the not the 20 minute version. This will be the one that's if you go to the Facebook group or, or the page, rather, this is what you get if you call the number that's listed there. Okay. Hi, if you are calling about one of the hostess slash server jobs, I'm going to give you another number to call in order to listen to a 20 minute recording that will explain the job in detail. I apologize that the recording is so lengthy, but I think having complete information about the job up front will help you to make a better decision as to whether or not you're interested. Okay, so the number to call in order to hear the long recording is 641-715-3900. Once again, 641-715-3900. You are then going to be asked for a six-digit extension. The extension is 941-203. Once again, 941-203. Type in the extension followed by the pound key, not the star key, the pound key in hear the recording. It will last approximately 20 minutes. At the end of the recording, I'm going to tell you to hold on the line and that I will pick up. Please do not hold at the end of the recording. I will not pick up. You'll need to call me directly if you decide you're interested. So my direct line is 805-242-21. Zero six. Once again, eight zero five two four two two one zero six. And my name is Jim Carson. Carson with the season Charlie. Okay, I'm actually located in California, as that's where we're headquartered. We are in the process of expanding throughout the U.S. And if you are located in a different part of the country and are responding to an ad in your area, there is a club in your area. That's why we ran the ad. Okay, I'm really busy. I apologize, but you have to be persistent to get through to me. You are not bothering me. I don't care if you call me more than once. This is my job. I do want to talk to you. It's just that sometimes after we run an ad, we get overwhelmed. Um, So if you can't get through to me on the phone, you may also text me at the same number, 805-242-2106. Just make sure that if you text me that you include your full name so I will know who the text is from. I will not respond to texts that don't include a name. Uh, you can also email me. My email address is jimcarson at cox.net 
So that's J-I-M-C-A-R-S-O-N at C is in Charlie, O-X dot N-E-T. Uh, also, you can send photos, either email them or text them to me at the same number. Oh, one more thing. If you have T-Mobile or Metro PCS as your cell phone carrier, they may give you a hard time about hearing the recording. Um, if that's the case, then just text me or email me, and I will send you another number that will provide a workaround so you could hear the recording you know, with no problems. Uh, one last thing. I have a couple of pet peeves. Um, first of all, whenever I talk with somebody about these jobs, I just request that you be somewhere totally by yourself with no distractions, not driving, not multitasking, nobody in the background, and then I will do the same for you. Uh, the other thing is that if you do have a boyfriend or a husband, yeah, you may want to think carefully if you want to do this or not. It doesn't usually work out, but it's up to you. But either way, I am really looking forward to talking with you. You can call me anytime, 24-7. If I don't pick up, leave me a message. I promise I will get right back to you. Thanks for your time. Bye. Okay. Sorry, but the user's mailbox can't accept more messages. Sorry. Like, it was normal up until the last 20 seconds, right? Yeah, just the, oh, and by the way, if you have a husband or boyfriend, he's not going to like that we're going to fucking fuck the shit out of you and almost kill you with our wieners. Yeah, it, and, and the 20-minute the clip is similar where it's like he's, it's like a trust-building exercise. Like, he's, he's building your trust. Like, oh, you can rely on me. I'll take care of you. I'm going to turn you into a nympho sex puppet where men are going to touch themselves. And you're like, wait, what the fuck did you just say? Because two seconds ago you were telling me I could trust you and you were going to make sure that everything was on the up and up. And all of a sudden you, you've changed that to I'm an object and I'm getting a clothing allowance. So in the 20 minute version, he says, he, he says what? So several times he, he opens up with, you know, this is not a sex club. Okay. It's not a sex club. However, if you want to make real money, um, we will train you to be a massage therapist. You, now you won't be licensed and it's not a clinical massage but you'll get $75 an hour. And mm. now these men, you know, understand that they're, that you're not going to run into anyone that, you know, here, uh, these are usually, you know, businessmen on the higher end side who don't want their wives to know. And if they cause a problem, we just tell their wives that they're here, but it's not a sex club. There's nothing weird. This is just a bunch of grown men drinking wine. Um, you'll get a clothing allowance monthly of, I think it's like $450 and you can dress however you want. Yeah. We don't have a dress code. I'm trying to get that dress. I'm trying to get that clothing. That's, saying, man. Shit, that's a lot of money for clothes. Give me man. some yeah. fucking Ed Hardy jeans. But he, he goes on and he said, you know, um, you're going to bend over and your booty cheeks will hang out. And, you know, <laughs> we want you to, you know, to role play with us. Pretend, you know, you are a sex crazed nympho, a little sex puppet. And these gentlemen will be touching themselves. And when they go back to their massage, they might only have a massage for two or three minutes, but it's nothing sexual at all. Mm. And it's like, okay, well, then what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, that's really weird for me. Yeah, and like I said, the the entire twenty minute voice clip, it's it's like he's trying to you know convince you that he's trustworthy, that this is all in the up and up, and it's all normal. And then out of nowhere, he just switches gears to, well, you know, you are here to be objectified. If you have a husband or boyfriend, don't 
you know, don't bring them here. They're not welcome here. I don't want to hear about them. I don't want to even know they exist. Okay. Like, okay, that's, that's, that's odd. Yeah. And then um, some of the other job postings at the bottom, and I'll say, you know, you're welcome to submit pictures. I'm like, okay, well, that's not abnormal for a modeling job. But then it says absolutely no professional photos. We only want amateur photos that are recent within the last you know, two to three weeks of the job posting being up. And then they mentioned that they will check the metadata of the photo. Hmm. And it's like, well, what, what the fuck? Why, why, why you would think you would want like professional photos so you can see the best of the best with, you know, if this is an up and up gig. Yeah. And then between that and then the several times in the longer clip, he tells you, you know, when you call me, be alone, don't be around other people. Uh, I'm going to want to meet you in person before I offer you the position. Uh, and, and during that time, you know, you need to be alone. And it's like, okay, why? And if, you know, we have clubs in Boston and you're in SoCal, how are you going to meet them in person? Are you going to fly out there? That's yeah. a little odd for the a position that, yes, it pays $25 an hour, but that's still a lot of effort for a entry level as he puts it position. Right. Now, during your, um, I guess, through your research, did you, did you come across anyone that claimed to have been a former employee or anything like that? So, uh, I was on Reddit and there was a few comments about, um, a girl who had met up with him. Uh, and it was from the boyfriend's perspective saying, yeah, I found out about this and it was for sex trafficking. They wanted her to meet him at an airport at 3 AM Oh my god! for a red eye flight that they were going to bring her to SoCal from, uh, Atlanta, Georgia. It's always 3 AM. Always. Yeah. It is. Uh, yeah, there was that. And then there's a few people who said, yeah, I've, I've spoken to this guy. And when I t- would ask, you know, the wrong questions, he would start to scream at me. And say, oh, I'm, I'm just seeing if you're fit for this job. So if you can't handle me screaming at you over the phone, you're not going to handle what's going to happen to you in person. Wow. And like I said, this, this scheme, um, I found out through Twitter from doing some digging. They also will advertise for paralegals and like nurses aides and things like that. But they all share the, the same similar thing. They, they talk about the club locations, for example, and say, well, they're, they're always in, in an obscure place. Like they'll be in a doctor's office, for example, like in, in the back room of a doctor's office, or they'll be <laughs> in an abandoned shopping mall. And it's yeah. like, wait, what? That's really so, fucking you know, weird. That, that's the, that whole situation was fucking crazy to me. And between, you know, the, the odd 20 minute long rant that he goes on and then his conversations that he has, um, with you saying, you know, I'm going to be stern with you and I expect you to just take it. It's because that's the kind of person I am. That's the kind of manager I want to be. And if you can't respond to that, then ultimately I just don't want you. So that's daddy. Okay. It sounds like a daddy thing, like a dumb, like a, yeah, like a yeah, dumb type thing. Yeah. He's trying to set it up. So you want to impress him. You want to do these things for him. And he's trying to create that dominant, you know, like you just said that, that daddy dom role play thing, yeah. but in the workplace, which doesn't really fly. And then also, uh, Brittany pointed out, cause she used to manage a country club. You would never work in a server type position that doesn't accept tips. That just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, no. So I want to know from your guys's perspective, cause I, I've asked everyone the same question. What vibes do you get from this? Like if you had to just shot in the dark and say what this is, what do you guys think this is? I'll let you go first, Rob diggity dangle dog. Um, definitely something that's not on the books. <laughs> Um, <laughs> definitely somebody who probably has a Swiss bank account. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely, it, it definitely seems like a shady practice. I think that if this was 30, 40 years ago, 
I would definitely say this was mob related, but just I don't think the mafia and the mob is as prevalent as it was back in, you know, maybe the 60s and 70s. I think that uh, long, long are the days gone of a, a mafia just setting up in an Italian restaurant all day long. While it might still happen on a smaller scale, that's kind of the... The vibe I get, but then with everything that's popped up in the last decade about the sex trafficking and the Epstein Island and the fucking plane rides with Willie Billy Clinton and all the this and that, there's no doubt in my mind that it's some kind of fucking horrific sex trafficking thing. Uh, this past week, I was listening to AM radio and every... Uh, Every day there's a guy on there named Jay Ratliff that does uh, aviation updates on the station I listen to. And he uh, was talking about the, the coolest part is every day he gives like the deal of the day from Cincinnati Airport, which it's always like 60 or 70 bucks round trip to Miami. There's a lot of good deals every day that I learn about on there. I don't necessarily take advantage of them, but they're um, good deals. Uh, he said that and he works in the, he worked in the air industry for a few for a few decades he said that um, just in the past five years or so, I guess stewardesses or um, flight attendants have been trained to keep a watchful eye out for people that they believe are victims of sex trafficking. So it's part of their formal training now when they're walking up and down the aisles to kind of take a look around, look for kids that are dirty, worn, tattered, maybe look like they're in distress with uh, kind of unsavory characters. So I'm kind of glad that they're they they've they've made that change and they really focus on keeping a watchful eye on uh, those type of situations and not just turning a you know turning the naked eye or turning their eye their head away. Also, he he also said that and this is kind of off topic, but if when the flight attendant is walking up and down the aisle, they're also looking for like. Big able-bodied guy. So they, he, he said that, um, and I'm not making this shit up. He said, if you are someone that likes to rumble, like you're not afraid to fight, or you're law enforcement, or you've got some type of military, um, I guess experience. They say uh, he said that if you're flying, you should ask for the head flight attendant and tell her, hey, and if there's a situation up in the air. You can look my direction, and I'll help restrain somebody. Or I, I, if if any if anything gets physical, I'd be willing to help you out uh, if we have to take somebody out. And I guess flight attendants really appreciate that because it kind of takes the guesswork out of. Because you know you don't know who's a fucking bitch and who's not. And sure. Uh, and when the shit hits the fan, some guys, and I'm just talking about guys here. Some guys will just. Um, clam up they won't do anything they'll sit there on their hands and uh there's no f fight or flight for them they just they just flight they don't they don't do anything and it really uh helps the flight attendants out if you say hey you know if there's a situation <laughs> i'm ready to fucking rock and roll so now i just want to go fly i just want to go like i want to buy all these cheap plane tickets and go uh airline to airline and just get on and be like hey uh if anything gets out of control i hope you beat the fuck out of anybody on this plane. i just want to help out so i'm really i really want to do that but that was a little like you, 
I'd do the uh, the Dollar Tree flights for that. Yeah, the uh, the Frontier where they charge you a quarter to take a shit in the airline bathroom. <laughs> yeah, the ones where you, have, you guarantee that, like, you know that there's going to be some crummy people on yeah, there. Yeah, they charge you 40 bucks to bring a backpack on. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, and what you asked, Bob, I mean, I think it's definitely, it's so, everything is, and it's just coming to light over the past decade or so everything is so sexually driven now it's just and and people just do weirder and weirder shit to try and gratify themselves and i think that this is no uh this is no different than anything like that i think it's just a weird um some kind of weird sex club but it sounds like people are you know making a living off of it maybe they're getting held against their will have you did you find any evidence of uh there there being people held against their will so the first thing i did and this you guys remember this similar to when i was on here uh discussing fatel the first thing i tried to do is and like basically ensure that this was actually a legitimate thing before wasting any time on it okay so what i did was i found some of the older postings from like five six years ago and the one that I found that was the most prominent and most consistent across uh, like jobler monster.com indeed uh, was this one location in Southern California in one of the smaller uh, towns down there. And it mentions an address. So I look up the address um, and it didn't really make sense because there wasn't anything there. So I look back at, okay, was there a something here around this time frame? So I find this closed down Vietnamese restaurant. And you click on it and it talks about it. It's not actually a Vietnamese restaurant. It's actually a coffee bistro house. And then it's not even a coffee bistro house. It's a bikini bistro. Okay. So they, serve, you know, they serve you in these skimpy little outfits, so on and so forth. So I'm like, okay, well, that kind of matches. So I, I do what I learned in the Fatel investigation. I'm going to go to the public Google reviews because people are spiteful little shits and will post everything <laughs> on a public Google review. Yeah. So I start reading through and, and you know, there were some normal ones that go, the coffee tastes like shit or... Yeah, so and so messed up my order two or three times. Like, okay, well, that's not abnormal. That's that's your local neighborhood Starbucks that'll do that. And then you start to go to the. I, I filtered it by oldest to newest, and you start to get um, people listing out names. Oh, I really liked how Ashley looked today in her Star Spangled Banner bikini. And it's like, okay, well, that's kind of weird, but not not too off topic. And then it goes to gentlemen, if you're looking for a location like, and it had a, a string of numbers this is no longer it. This, this has changed ownership. And then I was like, okay, well that's odd. You know? So I start looking into those numbers. Well, those are area codes for these other job postings. Okay. So I, oh, sure, okay. So at that point, I'm like, okay, I think I've now narrowed this down to, this is what's happening here. And then it goes to discussing massages in some of these reviews. And I'm like, well, okay, someone would just read that and think, oh, it's just a mistake. This is a coffee place with massages, massages rather. Well, then we go to that 20 minute recording where he said, if you want to make real money, we'll train you to do non-clinical massages. <laughs> and that's when I, knew I you know, struck gold. This place had existed at one point in time, no longer exists. And then that now explains why you can actually kind of track this via timeline. Every couple of months, they jump to a different state, different location, and they're always on the move to temporary locations. And it seems like the thing they have in common is either it's a like a liminal type of space, like the home that was being sold or a restaurant that's about to be closed down. Um, and they're always in like a already established place. So you wouldn't look like, let's say you drive by the bowling alley here in town. You'd never think that something was going on there that's nefarious because you've been to the bowling alley, you know what's there. Well, if yeah. they've fallen on tough times, they're not getting any customers. You're not going to think twice about 10, 11 cars in the parking lot 
or in the case of the the mansion that i mentioned you're not gonna think twice about you know a couple mclarens in front of a giant six million dollar mansion so i was i mean i was able like i said to establish that this is actually actively happening and it still seems to be happening um the girl that i reached out to on tiktok she was very like willing to talk and she said yeah I, i got in contact with a guy he's a real guy and it is the guy from the recording so not necessarily found anyone that's like being held against their will but at the very least i was able to establish yes this is still occurring and yes it has actually occurred and been in a location in the past Hmm. Uh, i know in terms of investigating like these sex crimes and different um sex stuff in all different cities i don't know if you're familiar with uh usa sex guide it was whenever i worked in law enforcement many many moons ago that was a website that a lot of johns utilize in terms of finding uh i guess Sexual hotspots, uh, I guess, super populated spots for prostitutes and whatnot. I, I, and I know there was something a few years ago where they had to change the name. But I know um, USA Sex Guide was, uh, it led to a lot of arrests and it, it led to a lot of uh, trafficking that, that was broken up just by uh, all the things that were contained within that website. But I think it's still around, so... You just use a Google search, you can probably fucking find it. So, yeah. So, one thing that was pointed out by one of our our listeners, um, this gentleman or this uh, young lady, she looks it up and figures out that there's a gentleman um, by the name of Jim Carson. And if you type in Jim Carson, California sex trafficking, just use the buzzwords from what we think this could be. Uh, you find a guy that's literally the top hit on Google for that name and anything to do with sex trafficking is the same guy. He's on LinkedIn, Google news, YouTube talking about the dangers of sex trafficking and raising awareness. Okay. So, you know, that theory is either he's living a crazy double life, which is incredibly like not likely, or they're choosing names that are either incredibly obscure. Like I think one was like, uh, Pam, Pamela or some bullshit that, that they had on their, their, uh, their Facebook page for a while or they're hiding behind people that are actually advocates against sex trafficking. So when you look this up, it's like, Oh, I feel much better because this is Southern California. This guy is from Southern California and he's advocating against sex trafficking. So now I feel safer going into this job. Now, Mm. granted, that's just a theory, but it it was kind of odd that when you type in those buzzwords, you find a guy from Southern California that dings all the boxes with what you'd be concerned about. And he's fighting the good fight more or less. Yeah. Well, well, I think that, how, there would be so and this could be like one of those secret uh you know much like the skull and bone society or um i guess the epstein island shit this could be like a heavy hitter type deal where it's you know maybe like well-to-do people uh politicians uh different influencers and you know I guess uh, what do you what do you what's it called? I can't remember. I can't remember what you call someone that just someone that just donates money and they're everyone wants to be their fucking friend. But a philanthropist, yeah, you know, philanthropist. It's one of those things. That's a really tough word, Bob. Thank you for getting that out of me. <laughs> well, see, uh, what what I encourage everyone to do is if you guys don't want to go through the entire episode um, that we did Friday, you can skip and find the. It's at the at the ass end of the the episode. We go through the entire. 20 minute clip and we break it all down one by one by one. And there were a few things that stood out. Like we, he, he says, you know, uh, don't be concerned that you're going to f- see someone that, you know, it, it, it doesn't ever happen. And when it does happen, it's, it's a non-issue. We make sure it's a non-issue. 
What is, like we, like see maybe another girl that you know, like a friend or something like that? Well, I, I think what they're more concerned about is running into like a guy. That oh, you would know. okay, okay, okay. Yeah. You know, it's this type of worker. And, and that stuck out to me. So it's like, well, if it's just like a Hooters situation, which is basically what this would be, is just a high-end Hooters if we are led to believe what he's claiming – who, who cares? Like they, your friends probably know who you are and that you're doing this or, you know, or, or the type of character that you may or may not be. I, I didn't see the, the big play for anonymity that was, that he was trying to portray. But then he said, also, if you have girlfriends that come and work for us, understand that we'll never talk to them about you. They're and not you coming can home. Talk- I'm sorry. <laughs> if you have a girlfriend, she's not coming home. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, but, but like I said, they're like, you know, we won't talk about you. You won't talk to the, you know, and vice versa. It's all on the up and up. But then he says, if you have a, a side to you that uh, you want to explore, I'll, I'll help you with that. I want to hear about that. You know, I, I don't want to have to beat it out of you. I don't want to have to, you know, walk on glass to, to get answers. Just, just be forthcoming. I'm not going to, I'm not going to beg you to tell me, but I want you to tell me, I want to hear who you want to be in that, in that reality. Yeah. And it's like, well, hang on a second. What? And then he continues to say, we're going to train you. We're going to teach you how to control men. You're going to be in full control and you might already be good at it. We're going to make you the best at it. You're going to fully be in control of these men and you're going to have them panting like dogs. And it's like, can you objectify people any harder? My guy, you're making this incredibly clear what this actually is. If I had nice boobies, I'd be able to do that too. I mean, you you already do though. You already do. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Both of you. I'm just saying when I when I was at the live show, I was hiding a quarter chub when when we hugged. I was like, man, this is a <laughs> no. I felt it. <laughs> strong, it's strong but gentle. At yeah, the same time. Really, like with the height difference, it was on your shoulders. So that really wasn't my fault. It but, was like a Furby. It was soft on the outside, but still, yeah, really yeah, hard. To bring up Furbies right now. I, I mean, if you want to alienate our friendship and end it, that's fine. But just be a, be an adult about it. Don't bring Furbies into this. I'm sorry. It was just it's, too it's, easy. I, I don't. The one thing I learned from podcasting, I should have, I should have asked your advice, but like, Hey Nick, what do I not talk about? Don't Any, ever talk about your fears because anything shit, you don't you, like <laughs> your community will then weaponize that against you. Yeah, I can't great. open Facebook without seeing, like I go, I go to the group and it's like wholesome posts and they're nice. And then it's 17 Furby Armada pictures. Yeah. Well, you know, it'll, That's, it'll eventually work itself out in 10 or 12 years. So yeah, I, I hope so because <laughs> I don't know. Ten or twelve years, I'll be about your guys' age. So yeah, I, I think I sure. can probably handle a little bit better around that time. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> um, no. The situation, man, it, it's it's wild. I, I don't. We didn't know what to make of it, but there was enough red flags that I at least wanted to get it out in front of people and say, "Hey, if you know somebody that might fall for this or be interested in something like this, talk to them. Pay attention to what's going on. Something's not on the up and up." Because even all the the one thing I forgot to mention real quick is the number that you call to listen to the twenty minute uh, recording. It's a old school, like uh, voicemail sharing phone number and it's registered. It hasn't been re-registered in like the last 18 years. Okay. And when I was like, okay, well, I'm going to play around with some other number combinations instead of dialing in that certain extension. And, and I got one that this guy was like, I used to be an alcoholic. And one day I, uh, I was leaving the liquor store. I blacked out and I hit a guy with a bottle. And he was unconscious and I had, I had to go to the hospital because I was bleeding from my hand. And as I'm in the ambulance, the guy said, you need to find Jesus. And I'm just like, hang on a fucking second. What about the guy you hit with the bottle? I don't give a shit about you needing stitches. You hit a gentleman in the face with a bottle. He just met Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> but, but there's a lot of things like that. And then the, the Facebook phone number, do you guys remember magic Jack? Like that, a couple of years back. Oh, yeah. big, 
So that number, the one that the Facebook number I just showed you guys, that's a magic Jack phone number that's still active. So they're, they're going out of their way to make sure that you don't know who they are. It's yeah. very, like I said, reminiscent of the Fatel stuff where it you're bounced all over the place trying to, you know, just get one single answer. Yeah. I forget how magic Jack worked. It was like, uh, isn't it just it pretty was like much? A- it, it pretty much plugs into the plugs into a phone port of like your computer. It works that way. Um, from what I remember, because I remember using or running across those a lot in my field of work. And I think there's like a thing where you plug it into your computer and then it also has a phone jack on it to where you can plug a phone into it as well, maybe. Okay. Uh, so you're pretty much just so getting then, phone service through your computer, I guess. Yes. Yes. You're getting a phone number through the Internet and then your uh, the jack itself plugs into your landline phone. I do believe it's been probably 15 years since I've seen one of those, but yeah, I used to, I used to run across them quite often, especially with, with the older folks. Wow. Yeah. That was, that was my thing. So I remember seeing them at Walmart for like eight or $10 and you paid a very cheap, like lifetime membership fee. Yeah. Um, but I, I talked to some friends that were in the, the tech field and they said, the reason that you would use these magic Jack numbers is if you have a VPN on your computer that will, that will bounce that number, you know, naturally the number will stay the same. It'll have the same area code. Yeah. But if you were trying to trace it back to the computer it was using, and you're using a VPN, it's going to bounce to wherever your VPN is sending all of your internet traffic. Right. So use them. It's essentially a burner phone for people that don't want to buy burner phones. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I need one of those. <laughs> have you now, Bob, have you seen, have you found any evidence of like any police investigations surrounding this at all? So there, there was one single article um, that the Atlanta PD had been notified, and the I think the quote the guy just said, "Yep, that's definitely weird," and that was about <laughs> as far as they got. Wow. <laughs> um, now again, the only physical location I found was in Southern California, and if these are hopping every couple of months, I, I did speak to my friend uh, who's like an active cop up in Toledo. I asked him how they would handle this, and he said, "Honestly, by the time we." would get the information what we needed if they moved it'd be an ongoing thing a never-ending fight and if they jump state to state to state yeah we lose jurisdiction it's he's like this is one of those things that sounds terrible for me to admit but we couldn't do much about it and he said hey this is happening at this address at this time then we can go and do something about it but if it's jumping around the way that you you know you guys are portraying in the episode there's very little we can actually do about this hmm. so again you know, now granted, he's not a detective. He's he's just a regular beat cop, but he's been there for a couple of years. I know he did time with uh, a couple of different task forces. So, whenever I have like a random law enforcement question, because when I was an auxiliary cop, it was a town of like sixteen people. So, yeah. I you know I didn't have that kind of a background. But okay. for him to say, yeah, you know, we would take yes, we would of course take this serious. But if they're moving the way that you're saying and they're jumping state to state to state, all we can do really is notify one of the you know federal bureaus and let them take over from there. <clears throat> Yeah, and there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of alleged trafficking going on in Toledo as well. Yeah, Toledo, and then uh, Chillicothe as well. I don't know if you've heard about the, yeah. the missing women in Chillicothe. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard that. <laughs> yeah, this Ohio is just turning into a cesspool. Like, it, I mean, everything uh, is turning into East Cleveland really quickly. That's super. That's really good news. It's <laughs> yeah, exciting it's for Rob. Like, He's really been looking for love for a long time now. So yeah, it's real, it's been a long time coming. <laughs> No, like I said, this story, it, it's weird. And, and I, I, I got the question early on, like, Bob, do you think this is an ARG? Do you think this is just a game? And I said, you know, I, I initially thought it had some of the, the the variables of a very good ARG. Again, don't misconstrue that as saying this is a good thing at all, but it could have been a fun mystery had it all been nonsense. And then yeah. as I started doing the layers back, similar to Fatel, when I 
got to Detroit, saw the phone actually existed, talked to the, the voice operator, and he was a total dick. Right. I sort of realized there's actually something to this, whether it's nefarious or not. I have no, you know, I'm a podcast host. I'm not a cop. Yeah. But there were enough layers to this that raised enough red flags that I wanted to, you know, that's why I wanted to come on the show and just spread some awareness. I highly encourage people. Like I said, it's not about the views on, on the, the episode. We have the full unedited clip on the episode and you can kind of see why we got so uncomfortable so fast because yeah. like, unfortunately, you know, due to time, we couldn't play the whole thing here, but he just changes into like different people to, I want you to trust me to, I want to basically at the end, he said, you know, we're going to teach you, we're going to turn you into what we need you to be to get what we need out of these guys. And it's like, okay, that's, that's literally like the definition of grooming. What you just said. It could honestly be like some kind of master fucking just master ploy to make money, much like a really high scale strip club. I don't, I don't know. I doubt that. I, I, I wholeheartedly believe these women are being victimized, but I, I guess I hold out a little bit of hope that the, the, the all of the parties are willing and uh, that, it, that it's all consensual, but I, I doubt it. So, yeah, that, that's, that's where our head was as well as we, we gave our, our guess of what this was, but ultimately like, I'm not pretty enough for him to call back. I tried to call him. He wouldn't call me back. Um, <laughs> well, you gotta let me take the pictures no, and don't take them yourself. You got to, have somebody with some experience take those fucking no, pictures. He doesn't want professional photos though. So I thought my bathroom mirror selfie, my leg hiked up showing, you know, the full goatsy would, would get him a call. Yeah. It didn't need it. He wasn't even interested. A wide angle of the fruit bowl. Yeah. I know. I know what guys like. I know. I know what brings all the boys to the yard. So, I mean, this is my third time on the show. So clearly you're, you're doing something correct. <laughs> yeah. You're a return customer for sure. I think that man, I, um, so weird and i think what's the was the dallas one the the biggest hot spot in terms of these seller clubs or where um where was the i guess the hot spot where was the one with the most activity you think so it seems like southern california is where they got their start and that's where it was like 17 different cities within socal and the thing about those big cities like that it's just where you go to get lost man you you just get lost in the shuffle so easily in cities like that just millions of fucking people and there's nowhere to there's no amount of resources ever that would be enough to protect all the you know all the people from all the crime in those cities and it's just really easy to go places like that and just get fucking lost in the shuffle on something like this Exactly. And then when I looked up the the Dallas metro area, like where this was posted, um, I think there was something like 6,100 active business licenses just within like a 20 mile radius within that area. God damn. And if they're and now granted active business licenses don't necessarily mean, you know, physical brick and mortar stores, but even if it's just half of that is yeah. physical brick and mortar stores. And that- they're saying these are in, you know, obscure pre-existing buildings. It's like, okay, well, any one of these, you walk by a strip mall any one of these could be, you know, the back room and that's where the stuff is happening. And that's why I think it, it would be so hard to narrow this down that if you weren't invited, and that's the other thing that they talk about, the members are all invited. Like you don't just show up. You have to, similar to, uh, I, I'm not saying that they're involved, but similar to the Freemasons, you know, you yeah. have to get an invitation in by a pre-existing member to even be considered. And then there's a, I guess, a extensive background check process before you're allowed to come to your first you know, meeting basically. And I, I did listen to one part of the interview where it says, uh, we, the men we have are like 40 to 50 years old and they have money. We're, we're, we don't have young guys. These are 
These are men that are well-to-do. Does the TikTok video you sent me, does it pretty much say the same things or... So the the TikTok video just has a, a couple things uh, from the, the longer 20-minute clip that are in there. I'm going to play it real quick, if you don't mind. I have it uh, I have it right, right. Hostess position Here. at the wine club. Let me, let me refresh it, make sure I'm playing it from the beginning. And the job is for a hostess position at the wine Oh, my God. It stopped. What happened? Wine club. It definitely helps if you're interested in learning more about wine. But the thing that you have to remember is that it is a men's club. It's not a strip club. The members tend to be older guys, and they're going to be in their 40s and 50s for the most part. Mostly businessmen and professional types. And one of the reasons that they're older in general is because they have to pay a rather hefty annual membership fee to join. And younger guys usually don't have that kind of money. And not only that, younger guys tend to cause problems. Fuck yeah, they do. So the members are definitely going to be more professional type men. Usually they're married and they don't want anyone to know that they're in the club. But the members do have one thing in common, and that is they live in club. And the job is for a hostess position at the wine club. It definitely helps if you're interested in learning more about wine. But the thing that you have to remember is that it is a men's club. Okay, I didn't realize that fucking restarted. But... Yeah, so he, he, he repeats that like several times. Like, you know, it's this is a men's club. This isn't a boys club. But yeah. what's interesting is the... Uh, some of the job postings in the Georgia area say so these are usually recently graduated college alumni from the local town. That's okay. Well, recently graduated and 40 and 50 year old men that are older. Don't those don't, that doesn't really line up. So yeah, the, the yeah. story seems yeah, to change. Yeah. So his story seems to change based off of, you know, the demographic of the area where, where they are. Like if it's a more party heavy town, they're like, Oh, well, these will be, you know, yeah, it might be some younger guys, but these are these are the respectable kinds. I went, went to college. I went to college, and I wouldn't trust me around anyone's daughter for more than twenty minutes. So, I don't really think that 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 those two things overlap. Yeah, well, see, I'm looking on Reddit. Some of these are ten, eleven, twelve years old, like from Raleigh, North Carolina, and um, yeah, there's a lot of really weird ones from a long time ago. Yeah, I this, mean, they this, seem to be pulling the same scam, assuming it's a scam. They, they seem to be pulling the same thing over and over and over just countrywide. This one from and 2009, it, I think. Well, actually, this was this was four months ago. This is New York State or North Carolina State. It says a friend of mine found this job listing for a server position, and I can't find any information about this company online aside from other, another position. There's a sketchy sounding recording with more details, and we're just wondering if this is some nasty rich gentleman's club. And it says the first most upvoted comment says the address listed is a house in a gated community. <laughs> yeah, so very similar to that place in Georgia. And I bet if you looked up that address, you would see that it sold within a couple of months of that ad being up. Yeah. Because that used to be the, the continuing like pattern with this thing. And right. it was just, it's such a bizarre concept because it just reminded me, like I said, I, I said this earlier in the show, so much of a speakeasy, like it's a, yeah, yeah of a friend to get in type of right organization but it's just it, it just feels disgusting to me yeah it does well i think that um 
Let me see if... Doing one more quick search right here, see if it brings anything back worth reading. Yeah, just all really weird job postings all over the country, like you said, Dallas, uh, Raleigh, Santa Barbara, California. Man. And they're... <laughs> Top 10 best Asian nightclubs in Dallas, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> now, one thing that did uh, that did pop Shit. up when we were looking at the, if you look up Dallas Cellar Club, uh, there was allegedly a um, a swinging a swingers club basically back in the like forty fifty years ago, going by the same name Dallas Cellar Club that was very similar to what these guys are talking about. Yeah, I'm seeing going, that when I'm going through the Google search results. Yeah, it, it talks about how there's multiple levels and the, the ground level. You know, that's the regulars, that's the vanilla squares. I have no idea what's happening you know, right through the next door, basically. And, and again, is, is there any correlation? I have no idea, but that was, that yeah. was the thing that was definitely odd that it's a very similar circumstance to pre-existing bar. The next room over is just a massive orgy of swingers and no one knows what's happening. And in, in the, the, the other room that's ha- like going on basically. So yeah. again, is there a correlation? I have no idea, but that was a very weird coincidence, I guess we could say. Well, I think you, uh, yet again, you're on to something that's probably going to get you killed, Bob. So I do wish you the best throughout this investigation. I hope it's, I hope it's not over. I hope you can, uh, get to the bottom of it. And I hope that you've brought some light, some people that might not uh, know much about this conversation that we're having right now. So this is a very cool, uh, topic that you've unearthed here and if you would like more of bob and Brittany, which Brittany didn't join us because she's a fucking communist you can go to tales from the dark <laughs> there you can find them anywhere uh that you would find your favorite podcast they also have a youtube channel called tales from the dark and i think you guys will be pleasantly surprised with uh the awesome content that bob and Brittany put out so bob thank you so much for coming on the show buddy yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you guys having me. And uh, also, we do have a Facebook group. That's probably the easiest way to get updates with all this kind of stuff. And no, we're not we're not done digging into this. We'll dig. It, it'll be just like Fatel. We'll dig into it until you know we get blocked by the owner. That's and, probably what's happening. And Bob has a really uh, like a community based investigation thing. He'll uh, he'll have people help him out, and he'll have people constantly throwing him ideas for stuff. So it's a very much community driven. So if you're one of those people that likes to sit up all night and kind of take these deep dives. Bob could probably certainly, uh, you would love to hear what, what you're, what you're finding. I think he would, uh, do good work with anything you have to, to throw at him. But in the meantime, go check out his podcast, tales from the dark. He's a super awesome dude. And he has a super awesome show. What else? And I know you're constantly on the move doing, looking for fucking Bigfoots and chupacabras and, uh, uh, circuitas. We got circuitas over in, uh, all over Ohio right now. They live in the ground for 17 years. They come out, they butt fuck the shit out of each other, and then they lay in my backyard and they go, <laughs> they just squeal. It's the most obnoxious noise in the entire fucking world. So, what are you looking for right now? What What are your travels that are coming soon, Bob? Well, uh, I can't give up too much details, but we are. Oh, don't looking- play that shit on this show. We're about transparency. <laughs> So we're we're as always, like you said, we're always fucking looking into something. Yeah. So we are we're running down a local cult um, that's that's gotten out of hand. We're looking into some some murders in a couple of towns away from us that mm. were mishandled so grossly that it's become apparent to me who I had no idea what I was looking at. I have the social contracts of a third grader, and then like I said, we're we're always doing something when it comes to cryptid exploration. We uh, 
spent a good amount of time filming in caves here recently. <laughs> so we have some big stuff coming middle of summer, end of yeah. summer. And then on top of all that, now we're into a, a, an alleged Epstein style sex club. So yeah, all well, this exciting stuff happening on my end. And like you said, eventually one of these things is going to catch up to me and kill me, but <laughs> at least I'll have some fun stories to tell in the meantime. Yeah. And I think, uh, I, I don't, I haven't shared this with very many people, but I know towards Springfield, Ohio, there's a road called Jacoby Road. There, the, back in the 80s and 90s, there was uh, like uh, Hills Have Eyes type shit. A lot of people that went there and saw some things, had some fucking mutant mongoloids run out of the house there and beat on their fucking cars covered in sheets and blood and stuff like that. So uh, put that on your list because I'm not fucking with it. I've just heard stories, but that's Haunted Jacoby Road. I think that's near Springfield, Ohio, and that'd be a good one for, I would probably, uh, we could go on our motorcycles. We Bob has the same motorcycle as me, and we got saddlebags. We'll pack our motorcycles full of dildos, and we'll uh, we'll go to Jacoby Road. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so down. Just uh, I'll throw it on your calendar. Yeah, right. Thank you. Um all right, I'll guys. Take my 10 speed. <laughs> Dude, what'd you say, Rob? I'll take my 10 speed. Oh, no, you're riding on the back of mine. <laughs> no, no, yeah. you're, you're way too pretty to not ride, bitch, with one of us, Rob. <laughs> you know, it's uh, and it's really funny because every time my wife will, um, she'll say, go ride, just go take a, go ride on your motorcycle, go take a ride. And I'll always be like, well, I don't want to ride without Rob, and Rob doesn't have a motorcycle. And then she's always <laughs> very serious, and she says, well, just go pick him up. Like, it's not weird for her. It, for Rob to just ride on the back of the motorcycle with me. Look, as long as his hands are on your shoulders and not around your hips, you're fine. I don't fucking care where he puts his hands. Oh, man, we would be all over everybody's social media at that point. It'd be (laughs) be pretty fun. This is Brohio. This isn't fucking Alabama, okay? This is, uh, we can (laughs) he can put his hands wherever he wants. This is Pride Month. That's that's fair. We'll, We'll accept that. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of The Dark Vault. I'm uh, the delicious Nick Licious. I'm here with Rob Diggity Dangle Dog and Bob from Tales from the Dark. We will catch you guys later.